Welcome to another edition of the Super Flight Podcast, your Joseph Boys of NBA podcasts, because like Joseph Boys, you don't know if everything I say is made up or if it's real on this show. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. It is Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018, and man, it is a beautiful day outside. It's hot, it was sunny, and the weird thing is it's like, just just a couple days ago, it was like 40 degrees out, and like it felt like winter. I had to wear a winter jacket, and now it's 85 today. It's crazy. I, spring is great, but it's also really weird. Um, ways to get in touch with the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Borelli. You can follow the Superflight Podcast at Superflight Pod. You can also check out the Dunk Tales podcast that I do with James Holis at Dunk Tales Pod, and you can follow him. Obviously, it's not a dripping. And let's see. Um... You can follow on the Almighty Baller Network, where you can find a bunch of other good shows, like the one that uh, I'm going to talk to John Hill tonight uh, about the um, Sixers, and John Hill is part of the Super Hoopers podcast, and it's a good show. Also on the Almighty Baller Network, and you can follow on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that jazz. And if you go on iTunes, please rate and review and all that BS because it helps me climb the rankings. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Do it, don't do it. I don't give a shit. Anyway, you know, I'm thinking about like it's springtime. I need to clean out my my studio because I have a bunch of garbage here in my room and like I, I just like stuff on a shelf that I should really throw away. I really want to clean it up. And then I'm looking around, and I'm like, man, you know, I have all this band equipment, like, and not like, you know, trumpet stuff, although I do have a trumpet, but not like horn band, not like from high school band, but band equipment from like being in a rock band for years, right? So I have this huge mixer in my studio, and I have all these like compressors and gates and, and equalizers and excuse me, and <clears throat> all this stuff here that I never use because I have no reason to have it. I have this giant power amp like above my head for no freaking reason. It's not like I'm ever going to plug this stuff in, right? I'm not going to, I don't have the speakers here. I'm not going to go out and like just plug my stuff in and stand on the street corner and start jamming. Although that would be kind of fun. Um, but like, what am I doing with this stuff? And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm thinking about like, I need really need to clean out. I'm considering selling this stuff because it doesn't do me any good, but man, it makes me think about if I think this stuff is a pain in the ass having around now, I don't know if you guys and gals can relate, but being in a band um, is, it's so much fun when you're young and you're full of life. Being in a band is so much fun, but I got to tell you, I do not miss for one second lugging band equipment around every time you have to go to play a gig, getting done at like four in the morning from playing a gig, you're half drunk and you're exhausted because you're jumping around and you're all sweaty and you have to load all this shit up by yourself because, you know, you're a small band and you're just doing like a local gig scene and you don't really have anybody. You can't, you know, your friends will help you on occasion, but if you're playing out three or four nights a week, they're not going to be there for all that. And you have to lug all this really heavy stuff and pack it up in the van and like travel all the time. It's just, oh my God, I do not miss those days. And yet kind of miss those days you know the days when the only thing that mattered was like going to your job in the morning or part-time job whatever you did and then hanging out with your buddies and hanging out with you know all your friends and just like jamming and then 
practicing nonstop so you could get a gig. This this one gig that you'd play like once a year was when we were much younger. Um, well, we did a couple, you know, several gigs a year. But when you're in that first band, you're just like practicing all the time and you're trying to get good at what you do. You can't wait for this gig to come up and you're like, get all your family there to go watch you. And then like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a really fun experience. I, I don't know. It, I'm just being nostalgic because it's springtime. I do this every year. I think about like, Oh my God, I used to have so much fun when I was a kid. I still have a lot of fun now, but it's a different kind of fun, right? Now I hang out with my wife. We go grocery shopping and that's kind of fun. We go out and get brunch and that's amazing. Those are some of my favorite times. Um, no, we'll just walk around the neighborhood, you know, and like look at people's houses. Now we just like to walk around and daydream about like, oh my God, I wish we owned that house. When we were younger, when you were younger, it was just, you know, oh my God, I can't, can't just, I'm going to go grab the guitar. I'm going to go over to Steve's place. We're going to jam out. The guys are going to come over. We're just going to rock out. And then after we're done, we're just going to like drink beers or order some pizza and just hang out, right? And smoke cigarettes and do nothing with our lives because that's what we did back then. Um, I don't know. I'm getting it's just a little nostalgia. That's all. It's just because it's, you know, it's springtime and I'm thinking about cleaning house and the, the more things you throw away, I don't know, for whatever reason, in the same way that we attach emotional value to our stupid sports teams and it allows us to go crazy uh, when they're losing, like I did the other night with the Sixers and start screaming at my TV. It's the same sort of thing. You attach these emotional, you attach emotional currency to just inanimate objects, things of no particular value to anyone but yourself. I mean, some of the stuff that I'm thinking about getting rid of has some value, but I wouldn't be able to sell it for anything like the cost of what I bought it for. Electronics don't hold their value very well. But that uh, that emotional attachment, that emotional currency that you've added to these things, man, just letting them go, it's, 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 it's a silly thing, but... Boy, it's like giving away your dog sometimes. I don't. I don't have a dog. I, I, I did it growing up, but you know, whatever. They all died. Um, feel bad for those dogs. But you got. You know, everybody's got to go. Um, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. I just wanted to ramble a little bit and say hi and tell you guys about you know my former life as a band person. So anyway, I'm going to cut this short because I have a really long conversation with John last night. Last night we recorded this. Tonight I'm doing the intro because I don't have time to do everything all at once. So you're getting a piecemeal episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hang out. It's all process sixers almost. It's all like, you know, being upset with the loss to the, to the Celtics the other night. By the way, I, you know, sixers have a good chance to come back. I had, I don't think I said that the entire time. John had to talk me off a ledge, but it was fun. It's a good conversation. Uh, it's very conversational, so you might enjoy that part. And we're just hanging out. It's like two bros hanging out, like you used to do when you were in a band and drinking beers, or when you were just like after school, like yeah, stuff like that. Um, anyway, hang out. It'll be fun. And right after this musical interlude, we'll be right back. That's better. All right, cool. John Hill, welcome to the super. Hey, finally. Jeez, you've been ducking me. You know? You've been ducking me this whole time, Joe. Yeah, you know, I'm a big jerk like it. No, I, I get it. You know what? It's good to practice on uh, scrubs like Matt Hill and Dave Feedernick, <laughs> you know, guys that don't really like challenge you intellectually. That just kind of there, you know, just regular guys, like you know, just layups. I see, you know, throwing shade right off the bat at your own your own co-host. I, I get it. I like I it. Know. I like your style. Yeah, I. I I hear Matt. I I listen to your pod. I hear Matt talk all the trash. <laughs> that jabroni. That guy. Yeah, you know, you know, 
You know how it he is. He like he likes to bring it. It's yeah. good. I it's like Feedernick though. Feedernick's chill. He's yeah, chill he's as fuck. Right. Date, right. Matt though, <laughs> worst. A wor- the worst. That reminds me, I have to have Feudernick on again soon because uh, now you're on twice. Matt's been on. I don't know how many. Freaking I know times. it's just a it's a it's a waste. Well, I, the thing is about Matt, like I feel bad because I know he has a kid at home and he has nothing else to do. So that's, I just want to. <laughs> that's, that's why I do the pod. It's uh, Matt. Actually, you know the funny thing is Matt. Matt uh, actually, you know, does the Big Brother program. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I saw that, I was like, oh, you know, Matt needs a big brother. Matt needs guidance in life. So this is me paying back, you know, where Matt, you know, did, used a teenager and got him a movie deal. I uh, chose Matt Hill and got him a podcast deal. So that's go. that's my mitzvah. That's my mitzvah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good on you. Good yeah. on you. Well, thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I figured, you know, I wanted to do this between obviously between the, the Sixers winning the first round and before. They like came out and shit on the court last night. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah, they so, dropped the they dropped the turd, didn't they? Oh my god, so many turds, turds uh, all over the place. Yeah, it was it the was worst for me because I uh, I usually have to tape the game uh, just because the way of you know I'm traveling home and my fiance likes to watch with me, so I usually tape the game. And this this jabroni Justin Johnson texts me. Oh, Boston's really annoying. So now I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to watch this game knowing that Boston probably won this stupid thing. <laughs> Hate it. It's the worst. It sucks. I So you didn't watch it in real time? No, I did not watch it in real time. But I watched okay. it with the caveat knowing that Boston's annoying, which means that they probably won the game. Yeah. Ugh. Let me tell you, watching it in real time, um, I was so angry. I forgot what it was like to be a fan of a team who just like lets you down, like being really emotionally invested in your team. I forgot what that was like because like, you know, we were both process trusters. While yeah. while the process was happening, it didn't like it was fun to watch them win, it was fun to watch them lose, it was fun to root for lottery balls. Everything was fun. There was so no fun. consequences. There was n- there was like no pressure. Everything was just a ball of laughs. Like you could just root for guys to be stupid on the court and just fall over themselves. It would be, you know, hilarious. Now there's that nagging feeling inside that like, oh my God, you just kicked my dog. What is the matter with you? <laughs> like stop making me angry. Um, and I hate that feeling. I hate I hate feeling emotional. I don't like emotional Joe Borelli. <laughs> all up in your feelings all up in like, my feelings man. you don't want to be up and, in your feelings and they did it to me those sons of bitches um let's talk about this what do you want to talk i mean do you want to spend like two seconds like reflecting on how great this season has been real yeah quick? let's do it man let's do all it right. reflect this is your moment Speak. I, I think this has been great look uh i know i like to joke around about my uh being um you know Colangelo being my large adult son, uh, <laughs> but the, when I'm not pontificating on the Super Hoopers pod, uh, I've always said this: like I'm a obviously a huge Sam Hinkie fan, big believer. Uh, not only a personal hero of mine, but just everything about him, I really respect and admire. Um, and I thought he did a great job. Uh, but I also I'm also a very realist person. I'm I'm always somewhere usually. You know, it usually falls in the center. Uh, but, you know, I I do believe he made a couple of big mistakes and a bunch of little ones, too. I mean, obviously, like, the, you know, he had to he had to get replaced and resigned uh, for well, and I think for a reason. 
Well, I mean, we can we we can pit we can pick nits nitpick about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look, would I have done it? No, but I think even he himself had admitted that you know he was when you lose nineteen in a row in year three. You know, he knew. I think he was pretty clear in his interviews afterwards that like, ugh, it was very very stressful. Like, well, here's the thing. I I I would. I would be fine if he was let go or pushed out the door because of the mistakes he made, because of the the things that he didn't do, like or drafting Jaleel Okafor. Everyone can agree across the board that was a horrible draft, right? Yeah, that was a big mess up. Um, there was other little things, and people love to talk about how he didn't talk to the media. And of course, we're we're going over this whole thing again. We don't really need to, but. The fact that he got pushed out because the league wanted to save face, that's what really bothers me. And that's ultimately what this was about. Like, he was he was gaming the system, and they didn't like it. And so, I'm never going to let that go, but go on. I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, And I totally get that, too. But I would also say that, like, you know, I've always said that the only issue with Hinky was he flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we, we talk about, and this is, I think, one thing Sixers fans tend to forget, like... You know, we talk about a team like Memphis being trash or the Suns being trash, right? Or all these teams just being absolute garbage. They won twice as many games as we did that year. Yeah. Like 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 we like we we have to be realistic with how ba- like you can't lose 19 straight. Watch Jalil or- Okafor be a complete bust, punching fans in the face while Chris Stapps is tearing it up and then but- not win a game like at, I, I understand that. I understand. You, you know what I mean? I think, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying the, is like the thing that's the thing that is not the same though is that like what Memphis did this year was just like they're lying about the fact that like they went in they're like oh we're you know we're we would never tank we would never tank and then they go and tank like you know the the Sixers were open about we're going to grow young talent we're going to put ourselves in the best position to draft good talent and we're going to see what's out there in the league when they had nothing to begin with and you know. People want to. I, I lost the thread. Just go. No, no, no. And, and and I get that. Look, look. Again, again. I'm not saying I would fire him, but I understand right, right. why the league at that point. And I think it's we're doing a disservice to the idea of the process and everything to pretend like that wasn't a low, low point for us. Like that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, like if you're gonna tell me a but, bunch but John, of billionaires, think about, you, think about you, this. Think about this. What was what was lower for you? The the three years of the the process, or the fifteen years between Allen Iverson and and the process? Like oh, watching- oh I, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But let me let me flip it on you. What looks worse for the league? Well, of course, of course, the process looked worse for the league, and that's why they stopped it. Which is you know. At, People do it all the time. It happens every year. There was nine teams blatantly tanking this year when the league's like, no, 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 we don't tank. It doesn't happen. We're not We're not a league full of tankers. I'm doing air quotes. Nobody yeah, can yeah, see yeah. this but you. <laughs> and it's such horseshit. Like, don't fool yourself. You've built in a system that enables teams to tank. By, the, by tra- changing it this year, all they did was incentivize them to tank even harder this year because now they have less of an incentive to get that number. I mean, like, the odds even out a little bit, but that's not going to stop anyone. The thing that would stop it is changing the system. You know? Oh yeah. Go on. But but also but, but, you're you're also looking this as if like we have a bunch of a ton of reasonable actors making these decisions. Yeah. Right. We're we're talking about a greedy team of bill, thirty billionaires who 
really don't care. Uh, right. And then Adam Silver, a guy who we think is kind of woke and kind of cares, but also has to answer appease to 30, the appease them, right? Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. again, what I'm saying isn't what I would do or what I think is right, but in the world we live in, I expect that. Just like I yeah. expect, you know, and obviously the NFL and NBA is different, but I expect the NFL to boycott Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and it's wrong, Which, but like this is what totally we expect, right? Like it's just let's kind be, of let's be clear that it's totally wrong. We are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But but, yeah. but this idea that like, you know, this is like I I think what they did was very much in line with what you would expect a league to do. Whether I disagree, you know, I disagree yeah. with it. Right. But in year 3, if you're not going to win a game and honestly, and that's the sad thing about this the whole thing. If Hinky had won two games in that run, if they were two and nineteen, he's still there. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that you had a team not winning. You had what looked like the you know, and also the th- when you draft three centers in a row and the third one's the worst, you kind of are yeah. like the, it raises a lot of the what's really going on here thing. Which right. if you're on the inside, you go, I know what's going on. I pay attention, I know what's going on. But to the outside, you know, when you have ESPN all day talking about how embarrassing, like it's a bad right. look. It's it's a, it might be a bad. I I, it's a bad I get that the talking heads probably had a lot to do with like the appearance of it. The appearance, the appearance of it is not of it. good. Yeah. yeah, and un- unfortunately, like part of life and part of corporate world, I work in a big corporation. Is you kind of have to do the thing to appease the people that write the checks, mm-hmm. and when you mess that up expect them to be to do the bad things that large greedy corporations do that's that's fair i wish i I wasn't i really wanted to fight with you about this but i can't you're you know yeah it's just like (laughs) look and i get it and like again i wouldn't have done that i mean i believed in it but like you know if you're silver and you have 15 billionaires bitching at you saying like they're a disgrace i you know they're they're costing me money and it's all lies but after so many of them, you might say, you know what, let's just bring in this old-ass Jerry Colangelo to keep an eye out on this and bring in Ish Smith and win a game. And yep. that's the sad thing, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. And I, it, was, and it was unfortunate the way it went down. Very, very unfortunate. But listen, uh, we were going to talk about, we were going we to live in the, in the moment for a minute. We were going to talk about how great this season was. So yes, go. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so here I go. So, so you have that. Uh, and then I think, like, I've been happy all along. Like, I know, like I said, I like to joke around about Colangelo. But truthfully, if you, if you, you know, I'll be honest with you because I like you, Joe. Uh, Fair. I, I always said that I think he'll be fine. Not great, not good, but Eh, fine. fine. Just kind of, you know, look, he is a two-time GM of the year, voted by his peers. So he's not like a com- like a complete, complete idiot. You know, right. we're watching. Right. He built that Toronto team. Uh, he's made big mistakes. Bargnani was a huge mistake. And some other yep. things were bad. But for the most it- part... You know what? I don't even blame him for Bargnani. I blame him for the contracts that he doled out while he was there. And then yeah. that... that- I forget who it was. I forget which player it was that he signed to some crazy ass deal that hamstringed our team, and they were oh, so Rudy Gay, right? Rudy Gay. It was. I don't think it was Rudy Gay. It was somebody. Maybe it was Rudy Gay. Yeah. But go on. Yeah, yeah. But look, again, that situation. You know, 
is different than whatever situation we're in. So my thought right. was Hinky set him up so well right. that it would be very hard for a quote-unquote fine GM to really mess this up. I think Billy King could have done it. Billy King could have. <laughs> now, Billy King... Let's be honest. Let's Billy be King, honest. Doug Collins, yes. there's some, you uh, know, Stan Van Gundy. Oh. There's a lot of people who could really, really mess this up. Uh, but I got to meet uh, Brian Colangelo and had a quick conversation. It was most, It was all off the record, but it gave me a little confidence that we weren't going to just rush and ruin this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. what he did was pretty good. Like yeah. when you look at, I I love the JJ Reddick signing. It was good, and I you know what? If anybody gets upset, listen, I don't. I I'm fine with pay, overpaying that dude for one year. One year, you know, the one. There's no bad one year deal. No, no, exactly, exactly. They had the money to spend. They got a star. They needed one, and it helped. It he he was huge for them this year. And honestly, I think they probably get him back next year in a really good contract. <laughs> exactly. And I also, don't think he's gonna want to go anywhere else. That's just speculation, but. Yeah, and, and I think there was a lot of like you know what we'll call the like uh, process uh, purist or whatever <laughs> you know that just wanted to keep running it back, you know like let's keep taking flyers on G League guys, let's you know let's do all that. Uh, but for me on my side, I've I've been a a hundred and ten percent behind Ben Simmons since mm-hmm. we drafted him. Like yeah. I've been saying he's going to dominate. He's gone. You did. I remember you said last year before you ever played a game when I had you on the, the podcast yeah. one other time. Yep. <laughs> and, and I and I, I thought so. I just think he's he was that much of a great talent that you want to surround him by around guys who know how to get open, who know where to be and fight through screens and do that. And I think a guy like J.J. does it. I think a guy like Urson does it. I think a guy like um, Bellinelli does it. And you yep. can just see the improvement that those pickups had versus Timothy, you know, TLC. TLC. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Cabrero, uh, or even like, you know, I mean, Furcon's been hurt all year, but even Justin Anderson, you know, you, these are professional, uh, screen runners and shooters. And I yep. think you need to surround a guy like Benson and Joel Embiid. Like, see, look at the difference between Joel Embiid last year playing with guys that, couldn't get him the ball or wouldn't make shots you know you you, you want well you, I mean last year he was I mean he was injured most of the year yeah he played 31 yeah. games and he was dominant in those 31 games and his 31 games as a rookie I like I think everyone could see that like this guy's gonna be amazing no matter who you put around him so that's yeah, that's very I, true I, I get, but, but you want you, you want them developing around people who are doing the right thing as opposed to people just learning on the fly right you know no, I, mean? I get it. I mean, there's something to be said about having talent. Like if you're, especially if you're pushing for the playoffs, that's the one thing I will give Colangelo. I'm not super happy about he, he's spent some of his assets so far. Oh yeah. I mean, the Fultz, trade for yeah. Markel Fultz looks like it might be a huge blunder because Jason Tatum looks amazing. I still, I still wonder about how high his ceiling is, but he looks amazing right now. And Markel Fultz has clearly had some issues. No. Um, yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I think that could be the biggest, uh, I think that could be a huge mistake. Yeah, I, I'm yeah not, it could end up. Yeah, I, I'm in this weird, I'm kind of on the fence of it because one thing, I think trading up is smart if you get the guy. Right. Like trade trade all your picks for Ben Simmons. Trade all and your to, picks right. for Embiid. Right. My question was, I don't know if Fultz was the guy. And right. so and that's clearly, why it could be really a, a bad move. And I'd rather take two shots at the guy you know 
Maybe I with mean, this Kings pick or whatever. Can you imagine if they had taken Donovan Mitchell instead? Ugh. But, <laughs> but I'm just uh, saying. The yeah. thing is, like, you do, you don't know. Like, you don't know. And, Markel and, Fultz was the consensus number one. Everyone thought, and I still like. He's got a ton of potential. It's there. I don't know that he'll ever realize it, having the year that he had. But listen, it's it's there. And if he felt confident, and don't forget, we were all in in Colangelo's corner when this when this trade happened. We're like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. He that's the guy they need to put around him. So. You know, we can fault him in hindsight, but in the time, like, I thought it was not a bad move. Um, no, 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 it's, it's, we're talking, you know, we always talk process over results. I'm like, sort of, I'm mostly fine with the process of it. You yeah, know, that's having, fair. I think having now seen faults and like, maybe you're kind of like, ah, maybe you go with a guy like Tatum or a different thing. But I think also at the same time, like, look. Tatum wasn't shooting like this in college. No, I he, never wanted Tatum on this team. By the way, I was I was really scared that they were going to take him for a second. I was like, no, 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 please yeah. don't. And I, I still like I still don't think he. I mean, he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's but really good. That dude, he's that really dude good. balls out. You know. Yeah, he's especially but, last night. When but I, I but was I so angry. exactly. And, no. I, <laughs> and I also think that one thing that, and I think this is where Colangelo made the mistake, um, was he looked. At, I don't think he. I don't think anyone really thought Ben Simmons would be this much of a pure point guard. I don't want mm-hmm. to say anyone because I, I felt like he was, but like I think there were still concerns, right? Because yeah. he hadn't played yet. So I think. But, well, but to be fair, there's concerns about every single player that ever comes into the league. Doesn't matter who it is. Even LeBron James, people were concerned about if he'll ever be able to shoot. You know, totally, so, totally. So I think so it's what, there. It's always there. I, I think what the the mistake he made was thinking like, well. Tatum is got has to play the four. That's kind of where Simmons might be, and we really need a point guard to kind of fit. You know what I mean? Like we'll have a we'll have a guard, we'll have a forward, and then we'll have a center. Mm-hmm. And this three-headed monster will, will rule forever. And Fultz is the best fit of that, and he's better than Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, De'Aaron Fox. So let's go get him. But. You know, Fultz decided to just change his jump shot, <laughs> and then Tatum decided he decided to do something that no one else has ever done. Yeah. Well, the season. irony is Tatum kind of tweaked his shot, and that's he why he's shooting forty yeah. percent from three. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Look, we'll find out with Fultz. He still has he still has a little hezzy pull up Jimbo in him. Yeah. You know, he's still all, only nineteen. But yeah. anyway, we were we were we were gonna just talk. We we're gonna gush real quick, and then we we're gonna talk about last night's game. So gush, G- give me yeah, how no, much of an no. I mean, I think it's great. Been. It's been wonderful right. watching Ben Simmons dominate. I mean, that dude, it, that look, Ben Simmons is a. It will be a top five player, very soon. Yeah, like maybe as early he, as next year. Yeah, he's what twenty now, twenty one. I think he's. I think he's twenty one. Okay, I think he might so, have just turned twenty one. Yeah. So, hey. He's four years away from the start of his prime. Yeah. Think of how scary that is. Four yeah. years away from the start of his prime. And, and if he yeah. adds a jump shot, like everyone Ooh. keeps saying. Ooh, yeah. Which and would then, have been really nice last night, by the way. And, and, yeah, <laughs> I do, I'll, and I'll bring that up when we really get right, into tomorrow's game. But um, watching him just be absolutely everything to this team and just instantly like be a top five player. Uh, or future top five. You look at Joel Embiid has been like, the, he just dominates. Like everything yeah. we knew about Joel this year, last year, uh, he's played all these games. How many? What was it? A total of seventy 
almost 60 something uh, oh, this year i think he played 73 right 73 right and it was a freak accident at the end basically yeah yeah uh so he's just crazy and my man the homie dario who i also predicted was going to be most improved player of the year i didn't mm. know oladipo would be this good yeah, but he no has been <laughs> crazy yeah what is he shooting almost 40 percent Shorting 40% from three, or at least he was, I think, by the end of the regular season. And, like, his offensive rebounds and his hustle are just insane, Insane. so good. And I and this is the thing that drives me nuts. Like, I don't know why people beginning the year thought him and Ben Simmons couldn't play together. And I, I think the thing there was everyone was thinking, there's so much of the same player. They're so similar, but they're really not. Like, Dario is really a power forward. Hey, how about this? He's get, a really get, well, good passing. Dunk, pa- and, yeah, even if you have two of the same people. Give like, me five of them. Yeah, <laughs> give me five pa- six foot ten passers who can dribble and shoot. Give me that. Honestly, that's what we were having a problem with against Boston last yeah. night. They had five guys on the court who were almost about the same size, except for except for um, little guy. Uh, oh my god, Terry Rozier. To, yeah, they were just like able to cover everything. They're super athletic and they can get all over the court. Like it's just a hard thing to match up against. Yeah, yeah. And so like Dario's been great. He's been a lot of fun. Um, Covington's been up and down, and that's kind of a shame. Uh, defensively, he's always an up, so he's always yeah. a plus, and that's been great. But you know, he's kind of always been a streaky shooter, which is kind of a bummer because I think people get on him when he has bad nights. But it's like you know, he's still he's still Covington. Um, I still love Covington. Yeah, and like uh, I mean, Bellinelli's just fun, just a yeah. fun addition. Urson's kind of a weird fun guy like they're just like i gotta tell you i'm really happy to have ursan back i was right? sad when they had to trade him last year i love ursan he's Hilton, so man. fun he, i know it's great it's crazy how good he is he just like, yeah he does all the dirty work and then he stands yeah. there and takes 30 charges a game i know which you know, if I'm the other team, I hate Ilyasova for oh, that. Yeah. I hate watching hate other guys him. take charges. Yeah, on my team, it's fine. It's all good. Take another yeah. one. Yeah, and I think what also has been fun is this year, uh, they just the players just seem like they're having a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, like when when TJ got the triple double and everyone's pouring chocolate milk on him, and it's just <laughs> it just seems everything about it is like. You know, it's like, like Hinky said, success isn't linear. And this was right. a big jump. It was like setting right. the foundation. And this is the year that they really took it to the next level. But I also think like this is the beginning. Yeah. Like, and by every, the way, yeah. To add, to add to that, like, I certainly don't expect them to come out if they don't add an, a marquee free agent this year. I don't expect them to come out and win 53 games in the, again next year. It'll oh, be, it'll be uh, disappointing if they don't. Right. But like, oh, okay. It's not linear. They're gonna they're gonna hit some bumps along the way. Yeah, I actually th- I don't know. I I did not think they'd win fifty three, but I I think they should. Oh, nobody should, did. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's insane. <laughs> but I think they'll do it. Uh, they should be able to do it again. It, it was all, bar, barring major injury, of course. Right. You know what I mean. I think that's always that's always going to be part of this. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, they've just been a really fun team, and it's been so great that everyone hated on them, and uh, we just got to spend the year just watching them win and to be yeah. honest like towards the end it almost got a little boring shut your mouth right <laughs> <laughs> no not right i will never no? agree no. I, I will they say like every single game every I, single i was <laughs> never so like have you do you ever remember seeing a sixers team win that many games in a row no you don't because it's no. never happened before it was okay. m- incredible it was magical let me let me change the word maybe not i i boring's the wrong word but i will say towards that streak 
when we were playing bad teams, it was just like, oh, we're going to win, which is like a thing we haven't said in decades. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you could be like, you know what? Eh, I'll go to dinner tonight. I don't need to watch this game. I already know what's going to happen. They're just going to yeah. they're just going to beat the Suns. This isn't, but isn't like that previous year. They're yeah. so good that it frees up your life. Oh my like, god, it's been so enjoyable. <laughs> the chains Joe. Have, the chains are off. You can do whatever you want now because they're good. Oh my gosh, you know how many Netflix shows I watched? Like, this is <laughs> wonderful. I just you just don't have to like you know if you have something to do, you don't have to tape it and stay up till one a.m. to watch them like barely lose to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Right. Now it's just like no, they're just gonna win. That's what they. You do. know what the thing is? I think the last thing. I think the last game they lost was the one against the Nets. I was at that game. They, I still have never seen them win a freaking game outside of oh, like... Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> outside of like the uh, the uh, preseason. Oh. I've never seen the, every game I go to, they lose. Just inexplicably. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, yeah. Anyway. No, man, this year's been, this year's been great. Um, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, and and the other thing, and I, and I got to give uh, Colangelo credit as well. Look, we have thirty million dollars next year, free. Yeah. Like nothing we did has like really like. Not only do we have the foundation of greatness, like real greatness, not like mm-hmm. not talking like Aaron Gordon greatness or even Andrew Wiggins greatness. We're talking Ugh. like <laughs> right, exactly. Like, we're talking about like or even greatness. even even John Wall greatness. Like we are talking Is John like, Wall great though. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like you'd obviously rather have Embiid or Simmons over Wall, uh, Beal or Otto. They have to max out Otto Porter. Yeah, we don't. Which we is, have to max out actual max guys, which is incredible. And to still I'll, have the flexibility of future years is just—it's remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: Colangelo was—you know—I'm not the biggest Colangelo guy. I don't like what he did in Toronto. I always thought he was just a mediocre GM that sort of uh, benefited benefited from nepotism um and i'm not saying he's terrible as you mentioned he won gm of the year twice so he's not horrible at it but i don't like his demeanor yeah yeah <laughs> i think i think he's kind of a shit to his guys i mean not not outwardly but he throws them under the bus constantly and i just don't like it but the thing about the money is he was set up to have that cap space he didn't he used exercise some patience and didn't blow it he didn't sign some crazy i mean i still don't like the uh Jared Bayless deal, but he didn't have to sign him in three years, but whatever. It's, it's a small thing, right? Yeah. We're still set up. I'm not willing to give him all the credit for that. I will give him some credit for using some patience and waiting for Irsan and Marco Bellinelli to come on the market for free. So we'll see. I just want to say that you're right. This team, they're young and they seem like they love each other. Like genuinely, like they have that, that fun brotherly love thing going on. It seems like a real team. It seems it's just so much fun to watch. And that the, the fact that they won 53 games and won, finished the, as the third seed in the East this year. I can't like, here's the problem though, John, we got to this point where we're like, we're all, that's what we're all saying. We're like 53 games, three seed. The playoffs is just incredible. If you know, if they make it through the first round, it's just a huge blessing in disguise or not even in disguise. Just it's like, it's, it's an amazing season. We're so happy to be here. And then we run up against the Celtics in the second round. And now we're all like, 
how dare you lose to them? How dare you? How like yeah, we yeah, expect yeah. to be? Oh my god! I'm, and I'm, all of us across the board, I feel it's <laughs> like, I'm so angry that let's switch to the game last night. Yeah, real quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm. I was talking to Matt and Dave. Uh, I don't think we actually said it on the pod. I think it was afterwards. Uh, but I actually am was more scared of Boston than any of the remaining teams. I'm with you. I I like Boston well, just. For- Cleveland, except for Cleveland, yeah. I, I'm actually honestly, I, man, I love LeBron, but I will, I would rather go up against LeBron in the third round, having him exhorted this much energy and probably up to his head and dealing with the bullshit of his roster, than the Celtics with home court advantage. Yeah, you know, and we I'm just with you. Yeah, and we just look. Here's the thing about Celtics that Sixers fans like to pretend isn't true because it's Boston. Uh they they're a great team. They they have a great GM in Danny Ainge. As much as we want to pretend that he isn't, he is. Um he is. Oh, I hate saying that. Right, right. I mean like <laughs> let's just face facts. Like we the, the constantly the NBA Twitter's narrative that Danny Ainge can't draft is like one of the worst takes out there. Like the dude. Well, to be fair, he did have a bunch of bad drafts in a row. So well, I see where that comes from. Yeah, but he also had uh, a bunch he was of picking, really good. He was picking in the late teens. You're not going right. to nail it. You know, when you give him a top ten pick, Marcus Smart, no one better after him. Jalen Brown, who no one wanted, no one better mm-hmm. after him. And Jason Tatum probably swindled us, right? And then the other one that we used to joke about. Uh, Terry Rozier. Oh, Danny Ainge can't draft. Why did he pick Terry Rozier? Uh, <laughs> actually, the dude, dude balling out. You got to give, you got to, you got to, you got to give props to that dude. I mean, he, he's putting up numbers, right? What he scored. By the way, I, I, 29, 29. I, I love Terry Rozier. I've long loved Terry Rozier. Oh, really? I really wish he wasn't on the Celtics. I, <laughs> seriously. He's so freaking good. I mean, he's a bit inconsistent and like he can fade, but still, that dude's a starting point guard. He should be on another team. Yeah, and I, he probably he might be, and he will. Yeah, know. probably. Like yeah. I, I don't really know much about him except the constant joke that, you know, Ainge had all these great deals, but that he wouldn't throw in Terry Rozier. Like that's all I really know about him. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's- but but when I looked up at the matchup, like the thing they do really well uh, is a couple things that scared me. One, Brad Stevens is a wizard. The guy, the guy's just what top two best coaches in the league, probably. Probably. I mean, you know, there's it gets to the hype train gets gets running, and then like everybody's like, oh, Brad Stevens is the best coach, Brad Stevens, and like, well, let's just temper our expectations. Towards the end of the season, everyone's like, yeah, just calm down, he's not that good. And then you see him in the playoffs, you're like, oh, that's right, oh, oh yeah, he's really freaking good, he's fucking good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I would say, so the big concerns I had was <clears throat> one, uh, they don't have to. They can go small against Embiid. Mm-hmm. Horford, as much as I like to pretend he, he's boring and whatever, like he does what he has to do, right? He he can s- stay around the three-point line, so then you either have Embiid too slow chasing him and he's hitting threes, or you pull Embiid away from the paint. The other thing that they have is they have a lot of tall, long, fast, athletic guys to cover, to cover Simmons, whether it's Marcus yeah. Smart, uh, Morris, Tatum, they didn't have Jalen Brown, but they'll get him back. So, which is a scary thought because which they didn't a, even have. Yeah, exactly. And then the, you know, then you have a guy like uh, Scary Terry, who 
we don't really have good defensive guards. So if you get a yeah. guy like Rogier or, you know, Kyrie, you know, obviously out, but those kind of ball handling, shot creating guards, we just like we just don't have that. You know, our best hope is what? TJ McCollum? I mean, uh, TJ, but that's just not you know that's just not gonna happen. I mean, he ain't I would, I, the thing is, I'd I'd feel more comfortable with TJ on him than than who'd they put on him? They put a JJ on him? No, no, no. They didn't put it. They should have put JJ on him. I think they put uh, who the fuck did they put on? I remember. I just watched yeah, the yeah. game last night. My brain is I mean, fried. JJ and Bellinelli was getting torn out. And look, McConnell. Yeah, Bellinelli can't guard him. McConnell's great, but he's your backup. Yeah. So so he's not playing when he's playing. You know, for not too long. And uh, but look, man, it is what it is. Like I'm. Like, I wouldn't be upset losing to the Celtics because the truth is two things. One, it's not like the Celtics are actually going anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And they're just years advanced of where we are in our in our build. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it, though. Here's why I would be upset if the Sixers ultimately lost this series to Boston, because Boston is so injured and so depleted, like you expect a young, talented team like the Sixers to just to go in there and handle their business. If you were looking at just talent across the board, the Sixers win, right? Well, maybe not across the board, but they've got Joel Embiid and they've got Ben Simmons. They're, they should win that series. Those two talented, those guys, those two guys are more talented than the entirety of Boston's roster. I'm sorry. Like, I love Jalen Brown. I think Jason Tatum's really nice. Marcus Smart is fine. But like if that and Al Horford is great, right? But if that's what you got, that talent doesn't match up. The Sixers on talent alone should win this series. Yeah. If they if they lose to a depleted Boston team, like not only is just is it just like okay, they either got out coached or they just weren't ready for the moment. It's mostly that like Boston fans are gonna be fucking insufferable, and I don't want to hear it, man. I can't yeah, take but, it. And and I feel you with that, but at the same time, it's like okay, like whatever, win this battle. Oh, you beat us. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna lose to the Cavs. You're gonna but lose. But that's the thing. Like, and that's the other that's the other part of it. Like, if they get past the Sixers, they're definitely not going any further. If no. they would get to the finals, it's just stupid. Why are they there? Why? Like, there's not even gonna be. They're not even gonna put up a fight. And, like, and, yeah, and that's why I'm not worried because it's not like Boston is like doing anything. And if you're gonna tell me that the Sixers, in a year that we thought they were gonna win 35 games, end up losing to the second round to the Celtics, hurt or not hurt. I would say, okay. Okay, that's fine. You know what I think, John? I think you've been on the West Coast way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been in some nice weather for too long. You don't remember what it's like to suffer as an East Coaster. And uh, yeah, you need to come it. back home. Uh, yeah, and then suffer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, that's real- <clears throat> but, but one thing that's interesting, too, is like, look, and I get it because, like, you know, we, we could argue we're very young, right? And then mm-hmm. you would say to the Celtics, they're also very young. You know, Tatum's a rookie as well, right? Yep. If if anything, he's a he's a, a non red shirted or whatever bullshit Donovan Mitchell wants to call it or Reggie Miller wants to call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the difference ahead. is, but there's two. I think the difference is Tatum's more closer to his ceiling. Yeah. Right. Tatum can score. That's what he does. Right. Yeah. Simmons, on the other hand, we know he's going to get better. Like, Simmons is as good as Tatum is now, but Simmons' ceiling is so much higher. Imagine, like, even last night, the, the, like, so many times Simmons will get a shot. He's only three feet from the basket, and it just, like, it 
just doesn't have a shot to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a weird yeah, yeah. push shot. It's like a weird hook. Whatever. When that becomes like a little flick of the wrist, then that's an extra six points a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like, look, it's the playoffs. And this is what I worried about the Heat, but I honestly, I'm not even sure how we beat the Heat. Uh, <laughs> They're not very talented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Heat's, like, really bad. But yeah. but this idea that, look, uh, slowing us down in the half court, that's that's Simmons's kryptonite, right? Yeah. And eventually he'll he'll be better than that because he'll get some semblance of a jump shot and you right. Know. That's where his jumper will come in really handy. Exactly. So like if you're saying, oh, Simmons rookie season, he couldn't carry the Sixers and you know a hodgepodge of guys like past the Celtics. I'm like, okay. But all here's all my right. thing. Here, here, here's the counter to that. The thing that worries me is that, yes, this year uh, they're young. They've already won so many games, and it's just all gravy from here. The Celtics, same thing. Like, they're just playing with house money the second Gordon Hayward went down, right? No Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward. Next year they're going to have those guys back. And now we're actually matching legitimate talent. I'm not sure about Gordon Hayward. I know I, th- I feel like he might be slightly overrated. Um, but having Kyrie back, is he's like one of the best playoff performers of all time. He's, that's true. He's, that's true. They're going to get better, but a <clears throat> right. couple, couple so, things with that, though, is one, you know, if if Rozier's putting up 29 points, like, that's what Kyrie would do, plus Rozier plays defense. True. So so true. Rozier last night is better than Kyrie will ever be in a game. You know, he obviously Rozier isn't as consistent, and but and I'm only talking last night's game. Because he was right. that dude was I got on you. Five. You're not saying that Rozier is better than no, no, no. <laughs> but like, <laughs> if if Irving goes seven for nine for threes, puts up a plus seventeen with one block, two steals, six assists, eight rebounds. Like that's a that is that was an insane. That's game. an insane game. So you got that, and you know, the the other thing that we're missing is this isn't the Sixers aren't a complete team, right? We're literally they, sitting with thirty million dollars of upgrades to, you know, Irsan and uh, Amir Johnson and Bellinelli and Justin Anderson and TJ. Like, put that... you know... Yeah. This is actually going to be Colangelo's real test, is this offseason. The team he can put around Simmons and Embiid. Yeah. If you put put a Paul George on this team... Oof. Then fine. Let's let's play Kyrie next year. Let's do it. Let's let's get Simmons an offseason of jump shots. And give me Paul George, and let's do this thing. Give me, give That's me, fair. give me, give me Kawhi. Oh, God. even if you have to trade Dario and Fultz, give oh, give me Kawhi. Can we, and keep, can we keep Dario, please? I know, I would love to keep <laughs> Dario. Or how about this? Give me Fultz at regular expectations. And then let's bring it, man. I'm not scared of you, Boston. You want, That's you want, fair. you know what I mean? Like, what are you, yeah, are you gonna no. play? You're gonna play Tatum and Jalen and Gordon Hayward at, all at the same time. You can't. Someone's no. got to sit. Yep. You know, and then also give me give me another year of Embiid, learning learning yeah. how to beat double teams and really just bodying people, and then yeah, like let's let's replace some of these guys. As much as I love, you know, some of our players, like hey, if Robert Covington's coming off the bench, that's a sick team. Yeah. Oh. Poor Cub. I'm so I'm so emotionally invested in this team. I gotta stop. <laughs> no, no, I, and I love Cub, but if you get Paul George or Kawhi, yeah, yeah, you sit, then, you then sit you're Covington, sitting, yeah, and then that's, that's that team's insane. 
It's and I think insane. that's I think that's the thing that keeps me from being too worried about what happens this year because we're just it. The thing that happened is we feel like we're complete, but we're just definitely not complete. No, of course they're just scratching the surface. The thing that really worries me though is this. Okay, we see like, and people have brought this up numerous times. OKC, for instance, they they got good so quickly and went to the finals as a really young team. They we expected them to be there every year for the next how many years, and they never went back. And then and like, it just Portland when they had Greg Oden when he was healthy and. The other guys who I can't remember right now because I'm an idiot. When, when yeah. they had that team and they played, they were insane. They were so good. And it just it, it never happened because guys got injured. So I'm like, I, you know, I worry injuries that's, that's is a true. huge concern, but like, but, but why don't they're you? They're in the position now. I really just want them to take advantage of this position. And like, you know, I know they're not going to win the championship the year this year. It's just not possible. But God damn it, please beat Boston. I can't can't take it. But but I'd also say what's interesting about what you just said is flip it, right? You say those teams, that might be us for the Sixers. But why can't all those scenarios be what happens to the Celtics? That's true, too. Why can't, you know, Horford get Well, I'm not going to wish it on another team. No, no, but you see what I'm saying? Like, we can't just say, like, hey, bad things could happen to our team and we'll never get there. Because Boston's in the way. Those same bad things could happen to Boston. Those same things yeah. could happen to Toronto or anywhere else, you know. Or, or even better, those bad things will just not happen. Or and those we can bad end up being that, the next Warriors. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. So, you know, it like, I get it because it's been such a good run. It feels so good. And, you know, 19 wins in a row and we beat the Heat and this is happening. And it's like, we can't lose to Boston. They're hurt. Like, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a bummer. But really, when you step back and look big picture, you're like, oh, damn, we have the probably the two best players in the league coming up. Add in, add in maybe, you know, throw Giannis in the mix and maybe one or two other players. But like, ugh, ugh, like, this right. is going to be great. All right. This this was a podcast of absolutely no analysis, but that's fine. None, none. none. <laughs> well, OK, I, I do have one analysis, though, about the game because I'm also not too worried about Boston. Uh, I was worried about, I think they're going to be very tough, but let's, you know, look, Sixers five for 26 from three. Yes. If, if, and and credit to Boston, man, because that was, that was Steve, uh, Brad Stevens' game plan. He was like, and he even said it in the, in the media during half or during the third quarter. I think it was, he's like, Hey, we're running them off the three point line. They're not scoring. That's what we wanted to do. Totally. Totally. Uh, and Boston shot 48% from three. Which is insane, which is, is not like the Sixers. And they were not running anybody off the three-point line. Oh, my God. I was so frustrated yeah. by that game. Okay. <clears throat> what else? So, if the Sixers just shoot 11 for 26 from three, we win the game. Yeah. So, so to tell me after six days off that, you know, six days off from the Sixers, you're playing an away game at Boston, which is a tough place, and... uh Boston shoots lights out, and all we need to do next time is shoot 11 from 26 from three. Yeah, I'm fine. We can do yeah, that. So, that's fair. So it's like, you know, just some nights, not your night. All we have to do is take one, you know, this, the series doesn't start till you lose at home or till you, till you win an away game. So right. we, we win on Thursday. We're right back in this thing, you know? I hope so, man, because, look, listen um, – if you lose both of those games in Boston and Boston is probably one of the hardest places to win on the road in the playoffs. They're just, they're an insane crowd. 
they definitely have a home court advantage, right? If you lose both of the, both of those games, they're kind of behind the eight ball. I don't know if such a young team can come back from that. So I'd worry about that a little bit. I think Thursday is a huge game for them. I think they need to win it. But also at the same time, I'm not actually surprised that they lost this game. I kind of expected, I sort of had this feeling that Boston was going to take it to them. They know how to handle the Sixers. Earlier in the year, they beat them three times out of four. Earlier in the year, they just put so many bodies on Embiid and totally shut him down in the paint. It was the first game of the season where he was like, he was non-existent. They know how to handle these guys. They pick their poison. They make you beat them in in whatever way, but they're so good at taking away things like three-point shots. Last night, they let, let, let Embiid feast. It's not going to matter when they're hitting all their threes and you take all the threes away from them. So, I mean, Brad Stevens is an incredible coach. I want to see what – I almost said Doug Collins. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm reverting back. I, yeah. I, I really want to see what – what um, help me out. I'm just, I am just got to cut this part out because I totally lost my train of thought. This coach. The co- oh, my God. Our coach. Sorry. Oh, Brett Brown. Brett Brown, thank you. Holy yeah. Christ, what is the matter with yeah, me? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? I want, <laughs> I want to see what Brett Brown comes up with to counter that, and like his his you know retort to the game plan. So yeah, that'll I, be interesting. Also, also like this idea that for some reason you know, even though Boston's injured, uh, they they played Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee. Like yeah, but at, Milwaukee's a trash team. That, They're look, trash hold coach. On. They, <laughs> and, and everyone says that, but. You know, you have Giannis averaging 25 points a game. You had Chris Middleton going off, right? Yeah, what, what those did two he guys should have won, and they should have won that series. Yeah, but they didn't, and that's what I'm saying about Boston is that they're they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. really like, like Giannis gave him all he could. Chris Middleton gave him all they could, and they beat him. Now, and you're right, the Bucks have – literally no real coach they have an interim no. coach yes. and th- a lot of bad role players and eric bledsoe's kind of washed but kind it, of washed Jesus. yeah but like you know would would the heat have beaten the bucks like that probably not yeah you know what i mean so like whatever boston's I, I good think the, it's i think the heat would have beat the bucks i really think the heat would have beat the bucks but i still maybe, think maybe. boston would totally handle the heat anyway it doesn't yeah matter. yeah 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 do you uh should we talk a little bit about anything else in the league? Because we just spent 45 minutes talking about the Sixers, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is bored as fuck. No, right no, now. they're not. They love the Sixers. <laughs> Sixers are the best. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. What are you th- where, where are you on with LeBron? All right. Here's my thing. Did you read Spike Eskin's article? Uh, no, I did not. He's anti-LeBron coming to Philly, not because LeBron's not the greatest player in the world. I, you know, I'm I'm there. LeBron is like the. How do you say no to? Oh, the best player in the world wants to come on your team. You're probably going to win a championship. How do you say no to that? The things that LeBron brings with him, and I know this is a really dumb argument, but did you? All right, so did you hear the Brian Windhorst interview with Zach Lowe like last week? I believe I did. Yeah, he mentioned that the Cavs have exhaustion from being around LeBron. They have, oh, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what the hell was, what did he call it? It was, um, organizational exhaustion. I think yeah. Said. And yeah. I'm like, it's exactly the same thing that happened in Miami. It happened in, in Cleveland before that it's happening again now in Cleveland. Like that's a real thing, man. And LeBron is not going to be this good forever. He's in his 15th season. He's got to start trailing off soon. I just, I don't know. I would much rather have Kawhi or Paul George or, I, you know, who I really, really, really want, who do you want? Clay Thompson. Ooh, Clay, Clay. Clay would be you, Clay would be. Oh, my God. That'd be the game. For changer. years, I've been pining for Clay on, Clay on this team, man. It would be insanity. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if that happened. But, no. um, yeah, look, I think I would go LeBron. I think I'd probably go Kawhi 1 because I think he fits and he is easier. Uh, yeah. And then I'd probably go LeBron and then a more distant third, Paul George. Paul George is, I don't know. There's something about him that I think, I don't know. I think I'm he off hasn't, him. He hasn't. I'm yeah, kind of off him I might now. be off him too. I, I think I'm I'm living in the pre-injury Paul George world of how good he was when he was like at the height of his powers, you know, on the Pacers. Um, he still would work perfectly for us, and he's he's an amazing fit for us. But look, here's the thing about LeBron, and I get why people are saying, you know, like, oh, it would mess with us, and and you're absolutely right. There, there is a scary part of that, right? That yeah. LeBron's going to LeBron and do his thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, like you said, the window is short. And if you got a guy who can single-handedly by himself win you this thing, like, really, your only hope against the Warriors, because the Warriors aren't going anywhere. No, not anytime soon. Right? Unless you- injury or, you know. They can't keep the guys together. Let, let's say this. Let's say Embiid is what we think he is. Simmons is what he thinks we think he is. And Fultz are, is what he think we think he is. And Sarich. Is that beating the Warriors? Uh, with another two years of experience. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? But the but the roster is not nearly deep enough. They've you know, the, the difference is not only do they have four incredible all-stars, two Hall of Famers, three Hall of Famers on that team. They also have a deep roster. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So, I think you do need to load up, and I think you do need another uh, superstar. Uh, yeah. And LeBron is that guy. LeBron does that. And By the way, I just, I literally just said the Sixers with three more years of experience could beat the Warriors. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you definitely need to put more people on that roster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, and... So, and here's my other thoughts too is and this is one thing I think people forget if the Sixers do sign LeBron. Uh which I I to be fair, I called it earlier in the year too, before the season. Yeah. I got I got a friend, a witness. Um Wait, you have a friend? Back I up. I have a friend. He he was standing <laughs> next to me when I was talking, oh. so. Some guy at the grocery store. <clears throat> so, like, yeah, hey, we were at a bar. He was just talking to me. Uh <laughs> but um the thing is, it's not like LeBron is there forever. Right. Right. One plus one. You know what I mean? You do the one like you can win one with LeBron and then three or four years later when he's gone, still win one with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. That's true. It is kind of the magic of this team because they're so young. They're so young. So if you're going to give me one or two years of LeBron doing his thing, but also, you know, getting us to a place, you know, making everyone around him, I think, better. You know, maybe he hurt some people, but, you know, you could point to guys like, uh, not this year, but JR and Tristan and, you know, Mm -hmm. guys like that making them better. Uh, Yeah, win a championship. Go do it. That's the whole point of this thing. Win a championship, and then when he leaves or does his own thing or wears out his welcome or wants to go back to Cleveland, we'll win another one. There's there's the hope. Right? If you're if you're pro LeBron coming to Philadelphia, you should hope that they lose to Boston this round. Well, that's because the thing. there's no way that the Sixers beat LeBron in the playoffs or even like 
if they take him to seven, I don't think he can come join. No, he team, can't join right? the team. He no, can't join no the way. team if. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. so you're hoping that they don't even meet. If especially if they beat him, there's no way he's going to pull a Kevin Durant. Um, exactly. But I if don't you're anti LeBron coming to this team, like I am, and I'd rather have Kawhi or someone else of that ilk, uh, you definitely want him to go beat the shit out of Boston, meet the Cavs, beat the shit out of them, and go to the finals. Yeah, yeah. None that's of that's true, gonna too. happen, but it would be awesome. Yeah, but Kawhi would be great. I think he'd be my number one just because I think the way he fits is perfect. He's just perfect. You know, you love that. I mean, this whole injury thing and attitude behind it's kind of funky and who knows what, but like, I think he's actually injured. If you will, did you listen to the Zach Lowe podcast? I did. Ramona Shelbourne today. Yeah. I yeah. think he's actually injured. No, he's I injured. Think a, I think. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, and I always joke around with Matt about that. Cause he's always, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, we always complain, but like you look at the Spurs and you look at pop and RC Buford and how they've been treating this thing. And I think they've done, uh, frankly a really terrible job of it and we're giving them a pass we've and and maybe the spurs the spurs have earned it the spurs have earned the goodwill of it but i think when you look at like how they've handled it it's been bad and remember that's a great organization yep so even like you know again there's going to be things that hinky does that is really bad and that's fine because that's what good organizations do and I think the same with Colangelo. It's like no matter how good you are, you know, there, you can't bat a thousand. You're gonna no, do you're not things. Gonna get that, everything right. And yeah. I think that's one thing that we have to, as Sixers fans, accept. You know, it's like, look, it's we were fine when, you know, Hinky makes mistakes. We should be fine when Colangelo makes mistakes. Because then the day, the only thing that really matters is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's sort you know of what I mean? fair. I just think that we need to give. Colangelo a shorter leash because <laughs> he he just gets a shorter leash, man. He was set up for this. If he mucks it up, if he does something really dumb, I am going to be the hey. first one with a pitchfork and a blazing you, first torch. First of all, you won't be you won't be the first. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. So there's already people that have that have done that. But <laughs> I say that too, and lit. I've said that too. When he if I will defend his actions if I find his actions offensible. When he screws something up big, then I'm gonna be the first one to say like. And I was the same way with Hinky. You know, it's like when people mess up, I, I say they mess up. And I, think- I just I, I guess I looking back, I really just wish we could have seen it through with Hinky. And what would happen if he was still here? You know what I mean? Like that is a good question, because I really don't. It's hard to say. Yeah. That's you know, I, I think like, yeah. Yeah. I like, think I feel like he would have taken the long game. And I think maybe all of this winning right away. I don't know that he would have necessarily put all these um veterans around the guys this year because he probably would have thought let's take a slower methodical approach to this and but i don't know we don't know we don't, we don't know. know and honestly like that's the thing like if you told me hinky signed jj reddick on a one-year deal and mm-hmm. that he picked up urson and bella and uh uh, uh bellinelli for Bellinelli. bellinelli for free you know and a veteran uh center in a mirror I, I doubt he would take a mirror but i'd say oh that's what a smart gm does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and i think the big thing too <clears throat> is and i think that's one thing i've i did disagree about but like you look at did you do you listen to the jj reddick podcast on occasion yeah did you hear the one with tj no i don't think i did well one thing that tj talked about was how how important it was to have vets like jj 
and actually Jared Bayless uh, mm-hmm. as his vets. And he basically said, he was like, yeah, I was the vet for the last three years. I didn't even know yeah. what the hell to do. So I'm so I hope Hinky would have learned that thing as he got more of GM experience and realized like, hey, you know, and he, he had it kind of a yeah. little with the, you know, uh, Gerald Henderson and and Luke Ba Amute, but I but finding those right guys that not only can be you know babysitters but also contributors and have these guys learn from it, I think is very important. You know they didn't rub off on faults, but you know I think you have to <laughs> you have to build that culture and stuff like that, which which they've been doing. Something a great rubbed job. something rubbed off on faults. I don't know what I it was. Know. But- I think it was like like the. Monstars and Space Jam, right? What is that? <laughs> Rubbing up all against them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what? I was going to spend a little bit of time talking about the playoffs, but we, I, we okay, just well, spent... one one question about you though, or, Go or ahead. about and and this was actually I was getting to. Uh, where do you? How do you think the Cavs end up? How do you think LeBron? What? Where are we with LeBron? All right. You mean this season or after this season? Just everything. Um, I honestly think he's gone. I don't like, he's got to look around. Even if, even if he gets this Cavs team to the championship again this year to the finals, there's no way they're winning it. They have no chance. They have no, but they, do you think he, snow. do you think he gets to the finals? It's, it's iffy, right? I feel yes. like I still think he, I still think he does because here's the thing. I think Toronto, they, they're a way deeper team, but they don't know how to stop LeBron. And I know LeBron. people are picking them that like he had to battle so hard against Indiana and he, he took it to seven, seven games. But man, you saw in game seven when he wants to, when he wants to do the thing, you're not stopping him. Can't. And until somebody can, I just got to believe that he's going to be in the finals. I just, I just believe it. I, I was really rooting for Indiana. I really just wanted LeBron to get some rest. I wanted LeBron to get some rest. Yeah. I wanted him to watch the playoffs from home. I wanted him to watch the finals from home. I wanted him to rest his body come back next year even better on a different fucking team that actually has some talent around it so he could actually do some stuff because that was this is just depressing like look at this Cavs team it's fucking depressing it's like, really bad isn't it i i work with a person whose husband is a, a Cavs fan and i'm like oh my god the anguish this guy must be going through and like thinking about you know LeBron is leaving your team this year, right? It's almost a foregone conclusion. Oh, it's over. Like, he gone. It's it's over unless he buys part of the team, unless he buys the team or something, or somebody he knows buys the team. Like he's gone. Like I don't think he wants to be there. He looks around and he sees the cabinet is empty, and there's no way he can com- keep competing. There's really good opportunities if you want to prolong your career. Here's the here's the one thing I keep thinking about. You know, the LeBron going to the Sixers. If you want to prolong your career, go to the Sixers. They've got some really great young talent. It's going to take so many minutes off him. Yeah. He can he can play with Ben Simmons, he can play without Ben Simmons. There's just a number of guys they can do and there's there's two stars, potentially three, and Dario and Covington. Like it's a loaded roster next year. And you add LeBron to that mix, he's going to be able to coast. He's going to be able to save his body. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if he's really chasing Jordan's ghost, tell me a better position to be in. Tell me a better team he could go to. Hey, you know who his favorite player growing up was? Or or who he admired the most? Dr. J. Iverson. Oh, Iverson. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was that was the Why guy. Why did I think Dr. J? I don't even think he was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the me. thing. So that'll be the announcement, right? It, yeah. When when we see uh the the headline, 
You know, I've always long admired Allen Iverson. That's when we know he's going to Philly. Yeah, probably. And oh, and if he drops sources, an AI, sources, mm. you know the the rumor of him uh, uh, visiting schools in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, he didn't go, but sources say that his team was there visiting. The schools in Philadelphia. The schools in Philadelphia that he had that his guys. So mm. we'll see. I've been saying it all year. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's but, but here's a the thing: if he. You're right. He can't lose to him in the Eastern Conference Finals. So so he's got to lose to Toronto. It's the only way, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're thinking that he blows the the series to Toronto so he doesn't have to face the Sixers. He does. He can't. He cannot Mm. lose to the Sixers. That's true. That's you true. Know so I mean? if he sees that the Sixers are actually going to win against the Celtics, so he either has to root for a Celtics win, yes, or he has to he has or to he throw has it to in tank. the tank. He has to throw the game. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. This yeah. is a this is pretty crazy. It's a Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Illuminati. But, I was going to say. I'm not- and honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know if like I don't want to bet against LeBron, but like Toronto home court advantage. His team is so bad. They're so bad. Not not. So and here's bad. the thing: not only are they like not great, right? Like mm-hmm. after the big trade happened, we were at least excited because I think yeah, we the, thought he was going to get some younger uh, like guys that could actually help and, him on the team. Yeah. yeah, and and Wade was clearly washed in in was he Cleveland. Now? Look what he look what he did. Yeah, well he I mean, showed up washed, at he yeah. showed up at the Heat and they said he was the fattest guy they had. It took him months <laughs> to get into shape. <laughs> Right? Are are we talking boogie fat? Or no, no, that's boogie? a true story. When really? he went to Miami, they checked his body fat, and, and he had the worst body fat of everyone on the team. Jesus. Yeah, and then so there's a Riley made him start working out again, and then finally around the playoffs, he finally was in shape. Uh, oh, my God. But you have, you know, that team's not only is bad, they're playing really bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, like, look, I'll defend LeBron all day because – don't tell me Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, and uh, uh, George Hill is going to beat the Warriors. No, I <laughs> you mean, know they mean? wouldn't. <laughs> listen to that core you just mentioned. That Those guys would not even be in the playoffs this year. No, no, absolutely not. No. So I think he knows it. I think that first series took a lot out of him. I think he also put up a really good show. And I mm-hmm. think if, like, look, if Toronto's – up 3-1, you know, 3-0. I don't know if he has the energy to 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 win to reel off four in a row. Yeah. I don't put it past him. I mean, I, I don't think, put it past him. I think HGH is a real thing. It's um, uh, the vibe <laughs> that vibranium is strong. <laughs> vibranium is strong. Yeah. Um do you, are you interested in any of the other other series like no. Warriors Pelicans? No, no. Warriors, yeah, Warriors, I, I, Houston. Okay. And even then I think the Warriors destroy Houston. Maybe yeah. in 5. Oh, yeah. That's it. Come on, we we were I, joking, guys. Like the, I, yeah. this 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 crap. Oh, maybe Houston. Oh, but Steph's no. hurt. Oh, Steph's hurt. Okay. Um, weird because a team consisting of Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond, and Draymond Green are, are still good. And Iguodala and yeah. Sean Livingston and yeah oh, yeah. Come on. Wow, they that team still has enough to beat an eighth seed. <laughs> an eighth no, seed, really the the an eighth seed without their best player. Oh my gosh! How could they? I uh, I do I I must say though I was really hoping that the Pelicans would take at least maybe one or two games from him because you know Anthony Davis is incredible. I love yeah. Drew Holiday. You probably love Drew Holiday. I think every yeah. Sixers fan loves still loves Drew Holiday. Yeah, I um, I also think Drew like 
I think I think we got a little overhyped on Drew yeah, the first playoffs. It's fine. Yeah, him and Rondo. Maybe a little like, bit. Just a little. Maybe it, a little. It, it was fun though. It was fun to be hyped. Totally fun. Totally, totally fun. Totally fun. But uh, yeah, like uh, not Clay Thompson. No, just no. just and just then, not Clay Thompson. <laughs> no, no, nope, nope. And yeah. then as far as Utah and Houston goes, like I would actually, I think it would be hilarious to see Utah beat Houston. Just, just it would, it would be just hilarious. be hilarious. Look, and I think yeah. they they actually match up better against the Warriors than anybody else in the West. You like Houston? They're not they're not going to do it. We're kidding ourselves. I don't, like, yeah. Let's not even get into it. No, no. I've, I've been <laughs> of all the teams, I've been the most shocked about Utah. I was very wrong oh, yeah. about them, um, but also like you know, Utah. It's another thing we forget. Like we were just like Utah won fifty one games last year. They lost Gordon Hayward, but like. Are, were people thinking that he was a top ten player? Yeah, actually, people were really thinking he really? was a top ten player. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he's a good player. I like, maybe I said I said top twenty, maybe. I was like, yeah, he maybe top twenty. He's on maybe. the he's on the verge of a star, yeah. but not like like you could lose him. You know, like uh, do do we forget that Derek Favors is really good at basketball? Yeah, everybody forgets all the time that Derek Favors is really good. I we hate for- that. Derek Favors is like the least. He's not even underrated. He's completely forgotten. He's, he's the not, least he's rated, rated person in the he's entire not even rated. NBA. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even rated. I, yeah. Ah. The like Derek him. Favors hate is, I'm not even hate. It's just that Derek Favors like, I don't even know. It. Like, I just forgot what I was going to say. No, he's just, nobody you forgot. thinks about him. It's, yeah. it's real. You've it's, never it's said. Terrible. You've never said a sentence, Derek Favors blank. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, but no, man. Hey. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is the truth. That dude is. Yeah. Whew, that guy is good, man. What a Spider what a Mitchell. rookie. What a rookie. I just class. really, I just really wish he would stop the drop the Ben Simmonses and rookie shit. That is, like, dude. <laughs> it's not gonna help you. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. It's a You're technicality. You're an incredible rookie. Yeah. I know. Oh, well, do you really want to win on a technicality? That's exactly how I. Well, you could say that about the Sixers in Boston. Like, do you really want to beat them with no guys? But yeah, I do. I'm gonna beat them yeah. every time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with guys or without. But it's also a silly thing where I I don't know how. And look, that's the the, the argument for Mitchell is like, wait a minute. So Ben Simmons has an advantage because he broke his foot and had to be in a walking boot for six months versus mm-hmm. playing in college, right? Because yeah. Mitchell isn't wasn't a one and done. He had no. two years of straight playing basketball. So the and he's only time like he was a playing, few months. Yeah, younger. The entire time he was playing, Ben Simmons was sitting in a cast. Exactly, but yeah. but he knows he knows what the Milwaukee airport looks like. So that's a huge that's, advantage. That's a huge advantage. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he knows what that's uh, like. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. There are some small advantages. Like you get to study the playbook. Fine. You get to see sure. what other teams actually do. Fine. You get to learn how to be an NBA player, whether or not you're playing. I get that. That doesn't well, help you on the court. Yeah, yeah. There 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 is an advantage. You're right, but there's also a disadvantage of breaking your foot and not being able yep. to play. Not just be, you can't walk, you can't run. So like, yeah, I mean, and, and I said this before, but look, the rookie rookie of the year race is quote unquote close because we have two amazing, amazing rookies and we'll throw Tatum in there as a, as a good third too. But when you actually compare it to two players, it's not actually close. It's not close. One, one plays half the game which is offense, and does it exceptionally well. The other guy plays both sides of the game, both exceptionally well, except instead of shooting, he passes and drives to the rim. 
So actually I'm going to, I'm going to stick up for Donovan Mitchell. He actually is pretty good on defense as well. He's a plus defender. He's not, he's not, ben he's Simmons not Ben level. Simmons. No, he's not, not Ben Simmons. No, yeah. but the, I think the advanced metrics actually like him pretty much. Yeah. Pretty well. You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I looked I it up know. a few weeks ago. I'm so bad at numbers. So yeah. it doesn't even matter. All right. All right. We'll anyway, see. John, we'll we should see. stop blathering on him. Okay. This what week. did you injure the pod with? What was your, like your, 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 uh, rant or have you done that yet? Oh, I didn't do it yet. I haven't done what it. What are yet. you going to do? I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I, nah, I, I wanted, to, ch- I wanted of... to chime in. Oh, all right. What's now, it, what's you, ca- it you be? can't chime in on my opening rant. It just doesn't, it doesn't work Why? that way. Why doesn't it work? I, I don't know. I have to think about it. Like, I do that on the spur of the moment. Do you know that I don't ever plan those things out? I just have an idea in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is what happened. Let me make a story out of this. Okay. All right. So to have somebody interrupted while I'm talking, it's not going to work. Not be like, during nah. it. I want to talk about it after. You know, you do your monologue, then you bring in your oh. guest, and he talks about it. And he's like, you know, that's how this works. That's how it works in that's, sports, Joe. That's that's fair. All right, fair enough. Okay. Well, do a I'm good sorry. one. I, I hope right, it was I'll good try. because people will be listening to this. And if it's, <laughs> and if it's, and if it's whack, Nobody's let, let, let everyone know that I warned you not to make it whack. All right, fair All right, enough. We should get well, out of here, right? Yeah. John, else? why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and uh, your crazy podcast? Oh, man. You can find me and Matt Hill uh, at the Super Hoopers pod. Just just Google it. You'll find us. And then occasionally Dave Feudernick shows up. And then, uh, yeah, we usually talk about basketball and about being old and washed. And then anytime I make a smart point, Matt edits it out. And then <laughs> that's basically about it. Yeah, I make inappropriate jokes, and then Matt edits it, edits it out. That's what he does. He ruins everything. The pod is ten times better, except Matt just like insists on editing it. I know it's oh, yeah, true. Sure. That's not what he says. That's not how he tells it. Yeah, because of course he's a liar. <laughs> That's what Matt does. He takes the pod at night. He edits it so he can he can tighten up all his jokes. That's what he mm. does. He writes all these jokes, and then when the ones bomb, he edits them out. And then he le- he leaves me in raw, but he leaves he just all he does is focus on that, and then he posts it before I get a chance to listen to it. So if it's, he takes out any of my good stuff, it's too late. I can't do anything about it. Well, I mean, you should just start editing. Start editing. Nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, there you go. It's a, it's, right. a, it's a good trade off. It's a good trade off. Matt, Matt can edit all he wants. Like whatever. I don't really. Care. I don't really care. You're like it's fine. I don't. I don't yeah, care. It's, it's, fine. it's fine. I'll just bitch about it later. It's easier this way. Yeah, sounds good. All right, man. All right, um, brother. Yeah, let me, let me pause this thing. Oh, there you go, everybody. Matt Hill from Super Hoopers. Go check it out, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>